Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. The text for our meditation this morning is written for us in Matthew chapter 25, verses 31 through 34. We read in Jesus' name. When the Son of Man comes in His glory, and all the angels with Him, He will sit on His glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered in His presence, and He will separate them one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on His right, and the goats on His left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. These are the words of our text. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we have gathered in your house to hear your holy word. We pray that you would strengthen our faith through it. Pour out your spirit upon us and make us more confident that we are your sheep. And that you will take us to be with you in heaven. Sanctify us then by the truth. Your word is truth. Amen. Please be seated. In Jesus the Christ, dear fellow redeemed. There are only two types of people. Those who like pineapple on pizza, and those who don't. There are only two types of people, dog people or cat people. There are only two types of people, introverts or extroverts. There are only two types of people. In general, I would say that the human practice of dividing humanity into two is not a good practice. Those human dichotomies, divisions of two, often fail to represent reality. For instance, I definitely love pineapple on pizza, and I am a dog person but I don't know if I'm an introvert or an extrovert. There are times that I love to be alone in the woods, no one else around. And there are other times when I crave interaction with fellow human beings. I don't think of myself as an introvert or an extrovert. I'm just me. Human dichotomies often fail to represent reality. Divine dichotomies never fail. For example, God has created two genders or sexes, male and female. Any departure from that is the result of sin in the world. Jesus, in our text, speaks of another divine dichotomy. Sheep 
or goats. There are only two types of people, sheep people or goat people. In our text, Jesus said, All the nations will be gathered in his presence, and he will separate them one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. So why is this dichotomy, this divine dichotomy of sheep and goats so important? The first reason is the certainty of the events that Jesus is teaching us about in our text today. That he's going to come again in glory on the clouds and sit on his heavenly throne as a king and judge all people. Make this dichotomy a visible reality. Now maybe you've got questions about the certainty of this future event. Just as surely as Jesus lived, died, and rose again, he will return to judge the living and the dead. So I said, just as surely as Jesus lived, died, and rose again. So how confident are you that Jesus lived, died, and rose again? There are very few credible historians today that question that a man named Jesus lived in first century Palestine, was crucified by Pontius Pilate. That today, different from when I was in high school in Australia, that today is pretty much accepted as a historical fact that he lived and died, even that he appeared to perform miracles. What is debated is if he rose again. Historians agree that his disciples claimed that he rose from the dead, but did he really? I would suggest to you that the evidence says he did. If you were going to fabricate the resurrection of Jesus Christ, why would you have women be the first witnesses of it? Now, that's not putting women down. But in first century Palestine, a man's testimony in court had more weight than a woman's. So if you were going to fabricate it, why would you use a weaker witness? Surely you would use the strongest argumentation to prove that it's true. And yet all four Gospels are clear that the women were the first to see the resurrected Christ. The women were the first to run carrying the news that he's dead no longer, he's alive. If you were going to create a story, wouldn't you separate yourself from the people that may be able to investigate the physical evidence? 
But where is the news of Jesus' resurrection first proclaimed? It's in Jerusalem, the very place that he was crucified. The very place where the grave was. But that's where God chose for that message to bloom. Where it could be investigated the most thoroughly. And then when you consider the radical change that the resurrection had on his disciples. Cowards were turned into men who were willing to die rather than recant, he is risen. The evidence points to Jesus living, dying, and rising again. Since that is true, then we can be certain that he will come again. Just as he has promised. The waiting should not erode our confidence. He will keep this promise just as he has kept all the promises that he has made. So this is a certainty. Jesus will come back and he's going to visually demonstrate that there are only two types of people, sheep or goats. Now, here's the second part of why this is important. Who are you? If there are only two types of people, sheep people and goat people, which one are you? Because it's only to those on his right, the sheep, That Jesus says, come, you who are blessed by my Father. There is a, a tendency for us to look at the, the span of time and think that there will always be tomorrow. As our daily lives go on and on and we grow up, and we get careers and move on. We get families. It, it seems like life is just going to go on and on. And this day, yeah, it'll happen, but that's in the future. And so we live as if we have tomorrow. Jesus didn't tell us about this event of his judgment of the world so that we could live as if we have tomorrow. He told us these things so that we could be prepared today for him to come again. Today, you are either a sheep or a goat. Today, Jesus could come and make this visual separation even in our midst. And I pray that there would be none here on his left. But only you know the answer to that. Be prepared for his coming 
be his sheep. Now, what does that mean to be Jesus' sheep? Some would look at it and say, well, I've got to live a certain way so that when Jesus comes back, he's happy with me. I've got to perform certain tasks so that I've earned his favor, earned the Father's blessing. But the sheep don't think that way. That's actually the thought of the goats. The sheep simply trust that their good shepherd Jesus laid down his life to buy them. They trust that they have not done anything to earn his favor, but that he in love has brought them back to God through his suffering and death. Something that really happened. So you can be prepared for Jesus' coming by simply trusting that he has cleansed you of all of your sins. No matter what those sins may be, and no matter how you may have struggled living out your faith in preparation for Jesus' return, all of your sins are forgiven. And through faith in him on that great day, standing before his throne, you will hear Jesus say to you, come, you who are blessed by my Father, and receive the inheritance, the kingdom which God has prepared for you since the foundation of the world. It will be a great and a glorious day when Jesus says those words to you. So there are only two types of people. Sheep or goats. By God's grace, you are one of his sheep. And therefore, you are ready for his return. To him be the glory, now and forever. Amen. Please stand for the blessing. And now may the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, Guard and keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus until life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have called us by the gospel, sent your Holy Spirit into our hearts, created faith in Jesus there, so that we are no longer the goats of the world, but your precious sheep. We pray that you would continue to come to us through your word and sacrament and preserve us in our faith so that we are ready for the day when Jesus our Savior returns to this earth. We pray that in the meantime, as we wait for his coming, you would use us to declare your word to the world so that others too may learn that he is their Savior from sin also. Guard and protect us in the meantime also from all the tricks and the traps of Satan 
who would love nothing more than to tear us from your grasp. We commend ourselves into your care and keeping. In Jesus' name, amen.